It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in him? In the end zone, it is caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown. Foster. Nine seconds for the win. Oh! 
I was surprised the most, Isaiah, by your Packers. By the Green Bay Sorry. Packers getting completely annihilated by the Saints. By a Saints team that is without Drew Brees, is now with Jameis Winston at the helm, and everybody this offseason is talking, ooh, I don't know, like, what's going to happen to the Saints team now that Jameis Winston's at the helm? And last week you said, oh, the Jameis, Hins the Jameis Winston stuff, like that's all... That all that hype is is no good, you know. Like he's not really a good quarterback. Then he comes out and he just gives it to you guys this week. Gave it to you. That did not look like a team that was coming off of an NFC Championship appearance, and it did not look like a team that was coming off of the number one seat. And it did not look like normal Aaron Rodgers either. I think he had the worst QBR of every single quarterback this week. That's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And then they're down, and then he's throwing like these crazy, what I like to, I'm going to call them screw it passes. You're down a lot, and he was just like, oh, let me just see if I could throw it up there. Like that one pass that was like the, the seam, it was like a, you know the interception I'm talking about? It was almost like a thrown punt. Yeah. It was, I don't even know what he was thinking there. And then he comes and sits down on the bench, and he's just like, <laughs> with his nice beard and his man long hair. and his long hair. He looks like a surfer dude. You know what he looks like? Today I was thinking he looks like if Sunshine from Remember the Titans grew up and wasn't blonde. That's what he looks like right now. Like a I, think weird, like, I think he looked a little too bummy. Like a California that. surfer dude. And then... I'm, you know, I know I've been going on for a while, but I just have, I have to, I have to keep giving it to you because this is just, I don't know how you're going to respond, but I have a feeling you're going to respond and you're going to stick up for them. And if you do, then this is just going to go on for like 15 minutes. So it's okay. But then I see an interview of him with Aaron Andrews and he's talking about how he's contemplating retirement and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, yeah, I feel like I don't really have a lot. Like I don't really have anything left to prove on the field. I like I just play because it's fun, and you've like defended these this kind of comments in the past. Like last year, this was a similar conversation with Trevor Lawrence, if you remember correctly. Remember how Lawrence yeah. was like, "Oh, I could like, retire tomorrow and it'd be fine. I can stop playing football." Aaron Rodgers, you do have some stuff left to prove on the field. You're a good quarterback. No one's excusing that. You are a talented quarterback. You've been successful in this league for years. You have not been to the Super Bowl, and I don't even know how long. When did they win? Like 2008? 11. 2011. He hasn't been to the Super Bowl in 10 years. And he's been knocking on the door, knocking on the door, knocking on the door for 10 years, and he's never been able to get there. But he just sits there with Aaron Andrews with, like, his long hair and his beard. He's just hanging out. Like, he just had a couple Mai Tais coming off the beach or Shailene Woodley. And he's going, yeah, I don't think anything. I have anything left to prove on the field. Do you think Tom Brady says stuff like that? I don't think so. I don't, th I don't think I've ever heard Tom Brady say anything like that. If there's anyone that is a football player in the National Football League that could say anything like that, it's Tom Brady. Because he really doesn't have anything left to prove. Really, he doesn't. He could retire today and he could, be, he could leave and he'd be the greatest player ever. He doesn't have anything left to prove, but he would never say anything like that. You know what else I saw instead? He's like tweeting about chasing Jordan. He just want to be the greatest football player of all time. He wants to be the greatest player of all time. But Aaron's just like, the guy who went up against Tom Brady in the NFC Championship last year is a whole different ide ideology. He's just saying, like, 
Yeah, I, I don't have anything left to prove. Go ahead. <laughs> that was that was that was fun. That was fun. Listen, that was like a five minute rant to start because it was show. all it was all up in here. Wow. Like, this is the place to let it go, I guess. I'm, look, like that's what surprised me the most. I'm pretty sure that's probably what surprised yeah. most people the most. If I would hope that it surprised you the most too, but like. It's not just that it surprised me, it's the, it, the fashion in which all of this has culminated in, like, the whole Aaron Rodgers drama and everything he's been saying and his whole, like, ethic right now, it, it bothers me as a football fan. It bothers me. So, that's what I gotta say. Okay. Alright, I'll get to my a little bit more in-depth package response when we get to it in a couple questions, but I'll just start off with... You don't the want to respond question. after that? No, I'll, I'll start off with the original question. You don't want to respond and then tell okay. me what you're supposed to rise about? All right, all right. I'll, I'll start off with my surprise, which it goes into it, okay. and then, and then I'll, I'll give my fuller... Okay. We'll, we'll jump right into my Packer response after that. So the original question was biggest surprise of the week. I said basically the same thing. I said the Packers and also the Titans and Bills, because those are three teams that I think are on the top in the top of the NFL. Very surprised by... Two of the three of those teams, the Titans and Packers, were blowout losses, and then the Bills lose at home to the Steelers, who we both thought were kind of on the decline. So, I was so yes, the Packers were part of that. It was more of a just more of those top three teams. I was also surprised about the Falcons and the Jaguars, both playing teams that I thought were a lot worse than them. So, just a lot of those like big blowout losses that I think I had the opposite winner picked in all those games. Those are my biggest surprises of the week, just to see them come out so flat, looking so unprepared. But I can, yeah, I'll go the, more into the, the Packers Tigers look unprepared. They, they well, did. We can talk about that later, but... Yeah. So, yeah. In, in terms of the Packers, um, we had a question ready to go about whether this was a fluke, or rather, whether this is what the team's going to look like this year, and Kenny put in his two cents already. But my, I, I, my response to that, just to the game in general, is... This was a team, this Packer team came in so confident. I mean, they, like, I follow them closer than I follow any other team in the National Football League. And, I mean, the entire offseason, it was just all confidence. Like, it didn't seem like they, they didn't feel like they needed to really prepare that much. And I think it was evident on the field. They had no, it seemed like they really had no game plan outside of, like, a basic football strategy. Their offense was completely predictable. They got shut down. They couldn't do anything exciting. Their defense, they brought in a new defensive coordinator, Joe Barry. He was, I mean, they were getting exposed left and right. Every single play, the Saints were able to, I mean, I remember the first half, the Saints had the ball like three-fourths of the first half. They were able to just run their offense, run the clock down, keeping the Packers' offense off the board or off, off the field for as long as possible. So I think, uh, I think it's just a combination of they were coming in so confident they didn't really have a special game plan pre uh, prepared. Also, I don't think it helps. It, it's obviously a coach's decision, but they basically didn't play any starters the entirety of the preseason. So it was a lot of these guys' first real game action in front of fans in two years. So I think there's just a very much under-preparation. I think people are going a lot too in-depth in terms of like Rogers' performance. Oh, he's... Either it is what I'm hearing is either he's a lot he's gonna have a drop off from last year or he's like tanking because he's mad at the team. I don't think any of those are the case. I think they're gonna come back stronger this week. I just think they came in underestimating the Saints. I underestimated the Saints too. I thought they're gonna easily 
beat them by like two touchdowns. So I think the entirety of the team underestimated the Saints. Saints came in, they prepared really well. I mean, like I said, they completely shut down that offense that was in the NFC Championship game last year. So it was just it was just like two completely different teams. A, a team with a new quarterback that needed to prepare as much as they could, and also they had, it was Jameis versus Taysom competing for the quarterback, uh, the QB one position. So I mean, they've been playing hard throughout the preseason and practice. It was just a team that was prepared, toughened up through the offseason, throughout the preseason, versus a team that just came in too overconfident, no game plan. So I think those things will get changed this week. I think the Packers have now been embarrassed on a national stage, and they're not going to take any team for granted now. So I think it's going to be a different team going forward. I don't think that this is you know, a, a picture of what the season's going to look like. That's my thoughts. A comment and a couple of follow-up okay. questions. Number one, yes, Aaron Rodgers is going to drop off from last year. He's not going to win the MVP. So possibly just so if he doesn't win the MVP, he dropped off. Just okay, just send. Sure. So I'd say odds are he's going to drop off. By how much? I don't know. I'd probably say a decent amount, but we'll see. So if you're talking about how they were confident in this off season, they didn't prepare well this off season. Isn't that a systemic problem for the entire season rather than just the first game? Because yeah, like if you underestimate a team the week of the game, that's one thing. But if you're you're talking about some kind of you now listen, like I'm not really up on the whole Packers vibe, but you follow the Packers and you know what's going on. And if you think they're overconfident this off season, they didn't prepare well enough, then I believe you because. Usually you try to stick up for them. So if you're saying that, then it's probably true. But then if you are saying that, then isn't that something that is going to be an issue the entire season? Like when you prepare during the off season, that's for the whole year. It's not just for week one. And then number two, you didn't say anything about the whole Rogers. I have nothing left to prove thing. I need to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah. I, so I think, uh, I think week one is different than the rest of the season. I think if you coming at it from the Saints' point of view, they've been preparing for this Packers game for months. Like players, I mean, it's just something that happens to every team every single season. You spend so much time preparing for that Week One opponent because that's all you have. That's like the main thing you have on your fo- like folk to focus on for months. So I think the Saints were scheming up a, a perfect game plan for months against the Packers. I think the Packers were, like I said, just coming in too confident. I don't. I think as we go into the rest of the season. Every team is now going to prepare for each team week by week. So I think the Packers now know, like, okay, we clearly didn't prepare enough for the Saints, but now we're on the same level. Like, all these teams are preparing week by week. We'll prepare for the Lions this coming week much better than we did against the Saints. So I think it's just a week one thing. They're coming in too confident versus the Saints were planning out for months how to beat the Packers. So that's why I, that's why I don't think it's going to be a recurring issue. Because they've already had that embarrassment, they've already seen what they did wrong, and they're gonna they're they're gonna come back a lot better because of that. In terms of Rodgers not having anything to prove, I I mean he's shown that he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He's won three MVPs despite only winning one Super Bowl. I mean he has as many cha- conference championship games as any quarterback in history. So does that can't be right? I mean he's made it like five or six times since he made the Super Bowl last. So. He's shown a lot. I no, I, I don't. I I don't agree. I I, I think he's got still. Uh, or I agree with you. I still think he has stuff to prove. So, 
yes, it's weird that he comes on and says things like that. I did defend Trevor Lawrence last year when you were saying the thing about having fun. I think that's very important that's not something like... I'm not saying you can't have fun. Yeah. But, but don't come out and interview Aaron Andrews. Like, and listen, I know he's a great quarterback. He'll probably be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's won three MVPs, like you said. He's won a Super Bowl championship. He's been highly regarded throughout his entire career. No one is saying that that's not true, but it's all about the mentality. Like, don't come into the Aaron Andrews interview and, like, just lay back and be like, yeah, like, I don't think I have anything left to prove on the field. I'm just here, you know, to have fun. Like, that's not a football player mentality. Yeah. That's not a winner's mentality. But thank you for conceding and agreeing to me no, in, this, in this situation. He's in, he's, in, he's in a weird stage yeah, right now. I don't, he I, goes through stages. He goes through handle more mustache stage. He goes through the beard, clean face. Long, now it's the long hair. Like, and, and it seems like that kind of affects his attitudes, too. So... I don't know what it is. I, on the field, he was getting angry. I mean, he wasn't like just playing like, oh, we're losing. Oh, well. Like, I mean, he was trying to get the guys fired up, but clearly they just hadn't prepared well enough for the, the Saints that had prepared way better than them. But he, I mean, on the field, he doesn't look like someone that's just giving and giving him. I will say he did on the sideline after they're down by five touchdowns. He was laying back looking just absolutely defeated. But I think at that point, his... He was moved on. I mean, he was done with this game. He was ready to, you know, start yeah. preparing for next week. So he's he's definitely an interesting player. Like I remember, I think when he he used to date Danica Patrick, didn't they? Like they would visit the Dalai Lama and stuff like that, right? <laughs> it's yeah. like his whole mentality he has right now. Like, not that I know anything about Buddhism, but I would like <laughs> say like, oh yeah, there's like, I don't know, like, just have fun and like. I have nothing left to prove. I don't know. He just seems like very, very zen and very like hippie right and now. And he was, yeah. And that's just that's a new thing. He wasn't. I mean, this was yeah. never a part of his life before. Now he's with Shailene Woodley. That might be. I mean, and they just got engaged without telling anyone. He's in a he's in a weird, weird spot right now. But I think they'll bounce back next week. Oh, and then regarding the fluke, I don't. I don't think they're going to play this way the rest of the season. Do I think they're going to be as good as they were last year and be the number one seed? We'll see, but because mm -hmm. you, you know, can't, I mean, it wasn't you can't a good start. Away, you no, can't, like, can't take away from week one. You can't one extrapolate now. too much from week one, but it wasn't a good look. Like yeah. going off of this, I wouldn't say like, oh yeah, they're definitely gonna be the number one seed again, or they're definitely gonna go far in the playoffs again. Yeah. But it's not impossible. But I, I don't think this this is gonna mean that they're gonna have a terrible season. I'm sure they'll still be 500 or over. Yeah, I mean the Buccaneers lost the Saints 38 to three last year, and we we know how that. That turned out for them, so... A little bit different, though, which is a team that is trying to figure itself out, and, you know, like, this... The Packers is a team that should have itself figured out. You know, they've been to the playoffs multiple times with this same crew and the same group, and they're just coming off of the NFC Championship game appearance, where they lost very close, and, you know, they could have easily gone to the Super Bowl, uh, but they didn't. So, I think it's a little bit of a different situation, and that Buccaneers team was still trying to get in their groove, but... That's right. We could move on. Time to move on. Um, 20 minutes on that. Yeah, that's pretty light. <laughs> I thought it was going to go longer. Yeah, that's true. We had, I mean, that was, it was just a shocking performance. We had to Yeah, I mean, if you, if you didn't agree with the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, then it would have gone on for another 10 minutes. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever. Um, all right, so I guess just overall, why do you think our predictions were so bad this week? We've kind of touched on it a little bit, but what do you think uh, was kind of – where do we go wrong with such a, such bad picks? I don't. I, 
I don't know. I think <laughs> it was a weird week. It really was. I think there's. But that's week one, though. Yeah, it's week one, but you know, I guess we don't really have a, a true feel for all the teams yet. Yep. But also, I think there's like there's definitely some teams that are a lot better than all the other teams. But then there's a bunch of teams in the middle that are kind of just like duking it out. You yep. know what I mean? Like. There's all these teams like Dolphins, in the middle. Patriots. Like, right, like Dolphins, like Patriots, or, or Eagles, yeah. Falcons, and yeah. stuff like that. Like, there's these teams that are potentially, you know, there's opportunity to rise. There's opportunity to rise and get that wild card spot, or rise or win your division and maybe make a little run in the playoffs. And in both conferences, there's, there's room for improvement, and there's room for you to stake yourself and say, we're going to be a good team this year, B. Because there's a lot of teams that are just kind of clustered together where I'm not really sure what's going to happen to them, especially after this week. I mean, we didn't think that um, the Eagles were going to do well. Uh, Hurts went out there and had a really good game. He played well. Right. He, had a great, he had a good game. They beat the Falcons pretty nice. Uh, the Titans. We thought the Titans were going to win for sure. I don't even know what's going on with them. No. Um, I, I guess I... Th- you know, I thought they were going to bring in Julio Jones so that they could maybe take some pressure off Derrick Henry and be more balanced offense. Because, to, in my opinion, when they were playing and when they got from they were behind, that's where they got into trouble because they're always leaning on Derrick Henry. And then when you're behind and you're leaning on Derrick Henry, you're burning a lot of clock. They needed some some more uh, options for the passing game, but it almost looked like they didn't really know what they were doing when they went into that game. And then they got behind fast, and then they didn't have their passing game figured out but additionally Henry didn't rush for that much I mean you can't get away from that core identity that Henry is your dude and he has to be your one, your number one option regardless of if you have Julio Jones or not I don't it's a lot of interesting stuff but then we also kind of slept on the on the Cardinals they were yeah. a decent team last year in a tough division they're not a bad team yeah I they have th- some players I, I think I'm gonna chalk it up to two things which one is what you're just mentioning now, like when it comes to a team like the Cardinals, I was basically solely basing my prediction on how they ended their season last year. Because they, I mean, they reached like a, the Cardinals, for example, they reached a high point middle of the season last year, and then they kind of just declined. I just assumed, oh, they're just going to continue that decline. They're not going to be that great. No, they were motivated. They were fired up, and they went out and destroyed the Titans on the road. I think the other big part of it was a lot of these better like these really good teams that ended up losing like the bills and titans and packers kind of goes to what i was saying before just about the packers and it seemed like a lot of those teams were just weren't as prepared as the teams that they lost to like titans same exact thing i think they probably came in a little bit too confident i i don't know as much about them but they just didn't seem like they were nearly as well planned as the cardinals were it seemed like there's a lot more I, i watched a good amount of that cardinals game they had a lot more like Interesting, like, trick, exciting plays drawn up that the Titans were completely not ready for. Shut down the offense. So I think it's just a a combination of taking too much into account what happened last season, which was seven months ago or whatever, and then also just there's definitely a couple flukes, but overall a lot of these good teams weren't, I think, prepared enough as well. So it'll be different in week two, I think. I hate hate to take the credit away from the teams that did win, though. I I really don't think that, like, these teams were unprepared. I don't think the Bills or the Titans have that much to be cocky about. They had to come into the season, like, like world beaters and really try to assert themselves and and take it to the next level. They they have no reason to be cocky. And neither do the Packers really 
for that reason. But I think all these teams, I don't like. Maybe they were a little bit cocky, but they got it. They I think they still went in there with a good game plan, or at least what they thought was a good game plan. And sometimes you just get out coached and you get yep. outplayed, and the momentum of the, of the game swings a, a certain way, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's just a a messed up game, and it is what it is. I guess we'll see how the Titans and the Bills and the Packers end up the rest of the season, but I, I don't think you could just say that they took the opponent lightly. The Cardinals showed some sparks last year. The Steelers were a good team last year in the regular season yeah. until, like, until the very <laughs> end of the regular season. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think you could. And then the Saints, say what you want about them, but they were a playoff team last year too, yeah. and... I know that without Drew Brees now, Drew Brees is a great player, but like I said before, Jameis Winston's pretty good. Mm. He got that LASIK surgery. You yeah. can see now. He's not throwing as many interceptions because he has good vision now. Well, he seemed a little bit, I mean, yes, but he seemed a little more disciplined, too, in the pocket. Um, good coaching, Sean Payton. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, very true. And, I mean, a year under Drew Brees helps a lot. I will say also, I mean, it's week one. There's a lot of people are making a lot, I think, more mistakes than they will later on. It's just it's always it's always a weird week in week one, so I think we'll be we'll be better. We we know what we're talking about more than our record for this last week indicates. Yeah, we we've done a lot say. better than that in the, in the past. Last game I want to talk about from last week before we move on to looking forward to next week was Sunday night football between the Rams and the Bears. Rams got the win at home, thirty-four to fourteen. So Kenny, what are your what are your thoughts on this game? What what's your perspective on Matt Safford? Do you still Kind of think he's a little overrated. Do you think he, he lived up to the hype? Was it just the Bears aren't good? What, what were your thoughts on that game? I honestly I didn't really watch that much of that game. I think that might have been the night. Was Saturday 9-11? What? Was Saturday 9-11? Yeah, Saturday, Saturday was 9-11. Okay, so Sunday the Mets had a really awesome game. That's true. Against the Yankees and Lindor for the for the series finale and it was tied 1-1 the series and Lindor had three home runs and there was like a whole back and forth between him and Stanton and it was a really cool game so I was watching that game right. I didn't watch much of this game but from seeing the highlights and all that look we both said like Matt Stafford is a slight upgrade from Jared Goff he's not bad but he's not great he had a good game no one's Doubting that, but let's see what he's going to do the rest of the season. I mean, everyone thought they were going to beat the Bears. Nobody thinks much of the Bears this year. Let's see what he's going to do the next, the rest of the year. He had the third best QBR in Week One, which is impressive. But then again, Teddy Bridgewater had the number one QBR in Week One. And do we think Teddy Bridgewater is the best quarterback in the league? No. So uh, let's see what goes on the rest of the year. It was definitely an impressive start, and let's see if he can build on it. Maybe he will have a really good season. Who knows? Maybe he needed to change the scenery. Yeah, I, I, I think I I mostly agree with you there. I think it's one game. It doesn't tell it doesn't totally change what I'm thinking of Matt Stafford right now. Obviously as good of a start as he probably could have asked for. I think part of it is that the Bears are gonna be a bit worse than even we thought before. I, I don't think either of us thought of them as a playoff team, but I don't think they're gonna be very good at all. They're also in the home opener, night game, first time in the new stadium against fans. There's a lot of hype, a lot of excitement. Bears are coming in with a lot of uncertainty on offense with Andy Dalton as the starting quarterback, which is not ideal really for anyone. And and we always talk about the Bears' defense as being so great. They have all these these guys, 
Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, but I mean, they're not, they've lost players over the past couple of seasons. They're not at, like, they're starting to slowly kind of uh, fall apart a little bit. I mean, it's still a pretty good defense. They, they held them in the first half to, I think, just maybe 10 or 14 points, but couldn't hold them for the, the second half. I just don't think the Bears are going to be very good. Rams, it's just first game of the season at home. A lot of excitement. They put up a good game. I don't think that's going to be necessarily indicative of Stafford's season, though. It's one game, as we've been saying with all these games. Who do they have this week? Colts okay. on the road. That's a little bit of a, of a tougher opponent. We'll see how he does. Yeah. You got any more to say about week one, Kenny? Pretty crazy week. Not, a, you know, besides being disappointed about the Giants, but maybe we'll get into that when we talk about what's going to happen tonight. Okay. All right. Let's jump into week two. And let's start it off with our week two picks. So we'll go through each game by game. And we'll start with tonight's game, in which starts in about an hour. The Washington football team is hosting Kenny's New York football Giants. Kenny, who's going to win this one? I hate to do it, Isaiah. <laughs> I picked them last week. Okay. I picked them last week against Vegas. I thought we're going to have fans back in the stadium for the first time in two years. And we got Galladay. We got Saquon back. New look offense. We're, gonna have, we're finally going to have everybody full strength. Defense was pretty good last year. Second year of Joe Judge. We're going to get this win against the Broncos, right? Nope. I can't pick it tonight. <laughs> I'm not picking them uh, when they have to travel to Washington. Even with Taylor Heineke playing, I can't, I can't pick them. Because I know every single time I watch a nationally televised game, the Giants, I wind up yelling at the TV and losing my mind. So, no. I'm picking Washington. I, I respect you for that. I mean, I... I, I was thinking about this earlier. I don't. I don't think in the history of our show I've ever not picked the Packers to win. So I respect you for picking. Oh, the I've, Giants. I've not picked the Giants. To win yeah, the I, I know. Giants. But that's that's uh, even in week two. I I have the same pick. I have Washington bouncing back. They played the Chargers close in week one. It's their they're they're playing at home against a divisional opponent in prime time. I like Washington. They're the better team. So we're in agreement. But. I'm hoping for you the Giants can get that win, get on, get on, get on the winning side of the season early on, but I just I can't see it. Then to Sunday games, starting off with the Dolphins hosting the Buffalo Bills. Kenny, who do you have in this AFC East matchup? I think Buffalo is going to bounce back, and I think they are going to go on the road and get their first win of the season and go one one. Yeah, beat the Dolphins. I'm, I'm with you on that one. I got the Bills. Bouncing back after a tough second half. They started off their last game super hot, then completely fell apart in the second half. I think they get it together, go on the road, beat the Dolphins, and move back in the into first in the East. All right. The Bears are hosting the Bengals. Another Bengals are playing an NFC North team, second second week in the row in a row. Who do you got? I'm gonna go with the Bears here. I think they're gonna bounce back. They're gonna give Joe Burrow some problems. I'm not too high on Joe Burrow yet. Maybe he'll have a good season this year. Maybe he won't. But I think Bears at home are going to be a little bit too much for them. You know I love Joe Burrow. I'm, I'm giving it to the Bengals. Okay. I'm giving it to the Bengals on the road, and I'm so mad. I'm so mad I didn't pick them last week. 
I don't know if you remember, but when we were going through our picks last week, I, I told you how much I struggled with that Bengals-Vikings pick. I said the Vikings would win in a really close one, and it ended up being a really close one. Bengals took it late in overtime, so I can't disrespect Joey B again, especially they're they're on the road this time, but they're playing a team that I think is worse than the Vikings, which is the Bears. I was just saying before, I think the Bears are worse than we even thought, so I think the Bengals go on the road and take care of business. Joey B, starting the season 2-0, and I, I, I think it's going to happen. Texans are hosting the Cleveland Browns. By the way, did you see Tyrod had a pretty good, yeah. pretty good game? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, just he, saying, that was one of my bold picks. Yeah. All right. I'm going the Browns here, and I think that I'm also going to choose them for my survivor pool. Okay. Just a little, a little shout-out to the survivor pool, which I don't know if you remember, but last week I picked the Buccaneers, and that was As terrifying. Did As did I. Terrifying. Yeah. But they held out. <laughs> Unbelievable. I was so worried that I was going to get knocked out in the first week of my first survivor pool ever, and then there was no way I would ever do one again. But I survived. So I'm a survivor, and we're going to keep moving on. You like the Browns' guaranteed lock on, on the Texans? It seems like the most logical choice. Okay. It's not in Houston. It's, it's in Cleveland. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, I made a mistake on that one. Um, They're going to bounce back. Yeah. They, they, had a, they played the... They played the Chiefs tight. They played them well. I don't think the Texans are to go in there and beat them. Yeah, I have the Browns as well. Texans did. I mean, they're playing the Jaguars, but they they showed up on Sunday. They played a. Re, I mean, they put up a ton of points yeah. against the Jaguars. So I think Brandon Cooks. I think they'll put up a couple touchdowns in this game. I think it'll be a high scoring game, but Browns. I think will end up winning by by about two touchdowns or so. But yeah, I still got the Browns. Colts are hosting the Rams in Indianapolis. Second week in a row against an NFC West team coming off the loss against the Seahawks. Kenny, who you got? Yeah, I got L.A. going in there and getting that win. I think uh, Stafford and the boys are, and Aaron Donald are going to take care of business. What do you think, Isaiah? This might be cons- this is this is an upset pick. I'm taking the Colts at home to bounce back. I again still not super high on the Rams yet. Colts. Got off to a really slow start at home against the Seahawks last week. They, I mean, defense got lit up. They're supposed to have a a top like ten defense in the NFL, and they got pretty exposed. A lot of deep touchdowns for Russell Wilson. So I think they get it together this week in practice, and they they put up a lot better performance against the Rams, and they bounce back. I mean, it's two straight games at home. They're not gonna lose in front of their home fans twice in a row. I think they're a pretty decent. They're the decent enough team. To not do that. I like the Colts in, in an upset pick here. All right. In New York City, the New York Jets are hosting the New England Patriots. Kenny. I'm going the Patriots here, buddy. <laughs> okay. I'm taking the Patriots as well. I don't think there's much to be said. No. I like Mac Jones. Week one. Zach Wilson looked all right. He had a, no, he had a couple he had a couple of big plays in the second half. Trying to get his team back in the game. He didn't have a good week. It's not it, it wasn't a... Not great. They only put up 14 against Carolina. But, yeah, I, 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 I like what I saw from Mac Jones. I think they go and take care of business. It's going to be his short. first time going up against Big Belichick, too. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be pissing Mac, his pants. Mac Jones versus Zach Wilson. First in the epic long line of battles between the two. If I was Zach, I'd be freaked out. That guy looks like he looks like a middle schooler. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I, seeing him on the sideline. He looks like a middle schooler, good. and he's about to go up against Big Bad Bill. He That's... should be. He should be scared. It's like, wasn't there a couple years back when um, 
when Darnold was on the bench, they had him mic'd up, and they were going up against Belichick, and he said, I, I see ghosts out there or something. That is, something that like is that, the right? Quote. That's the quote, yep. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be what he's going to be thinking about the whole game. Hopefully they won't have him mic'd up. All right. The Eagles. Surprising, really good performance yeah. against the Falcons last week on the road. They're hosting the San Francisco 49ers that went out and seemingly had a big win last week, but then then the Lions made it close late. Yeah, they Who really. 49ers had a good win. Uh, they just kind of let up at the end because they were up by so much and they made it look like a game, but it really wasn't a game. The 49ers uh, took care of business well in week one, um, and I think they're going to take business. Take care of business again in week two and take down my NFC East rivals, the Eagles. Okay. What about you guys? I got the 49ers winning as well. Eagles were impressive that first game, but I think just as much of it was due to Falcons. We thought thought there might be a bit of a rebound this year. Can't take too much from week one, but it didn't really look like it there. So I think the Eagles regress a little bit in week two. I got the 49ers as well. All right. Pittsburgh Steelers. In Pittsburgh, the Las Vegas Raiders coming to town after a thrilling Monday night win against the Ravens. Who do you got in this one? Yeah, I thought the Steelers had a really impressive win against the Bills. and They did. On the road. We didn't pick that, and they were on the road, and maybe they're still here to play. I'm going with them. I, the Raiders had a great win, too, against the Ravens, but I have to go Steelers here, especially at home. Raiders, my dark horse in the AFC. I got them on the road against the Steelers. Really liked what I saw. I mean, obviously, Derek Carr is very up and down, and he did rally the troops and pull off the overtime win on Monday night. I think he keeps it going this Sunday. I think the Steelers they had it. They uh, went on the road and beat the Bills. That was I was very impressed by that. But still, don't think they're in for a major. You know, I like. I think they regressed from last season still. Despite the win in week one, I think the Raiders go and win a close one. All right. In Carolina, NFC South battle. Panthers hosting the Saints. Who do you got? I think the Saints are going to ride their momentum for last week and take care of business in this one. Yeah, I got the Saints winning this one as well. Not much to say on this one besides Saints. Obviously, James Winston put up a good week. Five touchdowns on on only 150 yards. I think that was... Did you hear the stat? I think it was the first time in NFL history a quarterback had five touchdowns and like no more than 150 yards, which That's is pretty amazing. crazy. It's pretty crazy. Efficiency. Yeah. I and love it. Good field position way too often. So crazy stat there. Jaguars are hosting the Broncos. Kenny, who do you got in this one? I'm going to go with the Broncos here. I say, yeah, I was impressed with them after week one. I really doubted them against the Giants on the road, and I think they're going to go on the road for the second week in a row and take care of a Jaguars team that struggled last week. Jaguars struggled big time last week. I got them bouncing back, though. I still I, I really like Trevor Lawrence. I mean, obviously he was the number one overall pick. There's a lot to like there. I think they bounced back after a rough first showing. Broncos, they did look good on the road against the Giants last week, but they did lose Jerry Judy. They also lost their starting corner. I, I forget his last name. I think uh, I think they regress a little bit. I think Trevor Lawrence has, has a big day, and they take care of business, get Trevor's first win in the NFL. Cardinals hosting the Vikings in the desert. Cardinals hot. Yeah, Cardinals think? are hot, and I think they're going to stay hot. Cardinals are going to win at home. 
I got, I got Cardinals as well. Vikings coming off a tough overtime loss against a seemingly lesser opponent in the Bengals. Now they go and play at an even tougher opponent in the Cardinals. And the Cardinals take care of business. Buccaneers are hosting the Falcons. Going Bucks here. Not much to say. Yep. Buccaneers, clearly the better team, taking them as well. Chargers. This is a fun. This is a really interesting one. The LA yeah, this Chargers. Is, this is my best bet. LA Chargers. All right. LA Chargers are taking on the Cowboys in the SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. What do you got? I have the Chargers. Okay. But they're being given. Uh, they're it's LAC minus three and a half. Mm-hmm. I think you got to bet Cowboys on this one with the spread. I don't. I think the Cowboys definitely have a really good chance of still winning this game. I'm kind of torn, and if the Chargers do end up winning, I do not believe that they're going to cover to three and a half. I think Chargers, but this is the best bet, and bet the Cowboys. So you're you're saying Chargers win it by a field goal, right? Okay, but. I'm saying they also very well can lose. It's close. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go to the Chargers because they're at home. But I think that the Cowboys have a great shot too. And if the Chargers do win, it's going to be by a very slim margin. So that's why I'm going Cowboys at this uh, pick for best bet. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I've got the Cowboys. And I think, I think that's fair. I mean, I think Dak... Dak had a huge week last week. We didn't even talk about the Cowboys for last week. But Dak had a huge week. I think he keeps that up. Still not. I'm still not fully convinced. Like I said last week, I'm not going to just go in on the Cowboys before I have a couple weeks' evidence under my belt to really believe in them. But I think, I think they show up again this weekend. I think Dak has another big week. And they almost beat the Bucks last week on the road. I think they're playing a team that's not quite as good. Dak puts up another big day, and he gets the win. So I got the Cowboys. Also, I, I was saving my best bet for the end, but we already passed it, so I'll just uh, I'll mention it. My best bet for the week was the Cardinals playing the Vikings. They're only giving three and a half points. Yeah, it's a good bet. I like that. Yeah, they're only play, they're only giving three and a half points. Kyler showed last week. I mean, he was exciting. I don't know if you how much you saw highlights of that game, but he had a couple nice touchdown passes. He had a couple really nice runs, uh, touchdown runs. I think they win this game. Week. I think they win this game against a Vikings team coming in. That's coming off a tough loss. Cardinals big win on the road. I, I like the Cardinals to keep rolling. Win it by at least I think at ten or fourteen points. So that was my best bet. Cardinals minus three and a half. Anyway, going back to picks. Seahawks hosting the Titans. Do the Titans bounce back? No, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna have a better game. But I don't think it's going to be enough to take care of the Seahawks at home. I think the Seahawks are going to fly, and they are going to win this game. I like the Seahawks here as well. I think I think the Seahawks are one of the best teams in the NFC. Titans, I, I think the Titans would be due for a rebound this week. Problem is they're going into Seattle, one of the toughest places to play against a really good Seahawks team. I think they keep it relatively close. I think they play by t- down by a touchdown the whole game and just can't quite get over the hump. Seahawks hold on for a, a pretty close win. Sunday Night Football, we have a good game. Sunday Night Football. Thank you. Yes, we do. The two best quarterbacks in the league. Exciting. I love it. Two best quarterbacks in the league. That's right. All right. All two right. best quarterbacks in the league. So we have the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to the Baltimore Ravens. Gonna be an interesting game. 
NBC, 820, Sunday night, Sunday night football, Carrie Underwood. What are we thinking, Isaac? That it is a really good game. I'm. It's just so hard to pick against the Chiefs. I have, uh, I have the Browns having a very good shot at making the AFC Championship and playing the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. And we saw what that game looked like last week. Even then, the Browns looked so good last week, yet they still could not quite get over the hump of beating the Chiefs. I don't think the Ravens can do it either. I think the Browns are a better team than the Ravens. So even at home, I think the Ravens, they come out strong. I think they keep it competitive for a while. Mahomes and company pull away in the fourth quarter and end up winning by 10 points. It's going to be, it's going to, Lamar's going to, I think, live up to the hype and play as well as he can, but I think the Chiefs are just too good to be beaten, even on the road in a home opener for the Ravens like this. So I got the Chiefs. I'm going to the Chiefs as well. Yeah. For similar reasons. Yeah. All right. And then last, certainly not least, the home opener in Lambeau Field for the Green Bay Packers, hosting the Detroit Lions that looked like they were getting blown out, as I said earlier, looked like they were getting blown out by the 49ers and put up a late fight and only ended up losing by eight points. Packers coming off a 35-point loss. Kenny, do the Packers bounce back this week and get a win? I think they will bounce back against a crappy team, and they're lucky. They're very lucky that they're playing a bad team in Week 2 because they're playing a good team. They might have some issues, but they're playing a bad team at home. They're division rival, Jared Goff, so they're going to win. <laughs> yeah, I, I of course, have the Packers here as well. I think they bounce back. I think they prepare, they prepare a lot better for this game than they did last week. Yeah, and, and the Lions just, they looked good toward the end of that game, but they're a bad team. It's, it is, like you said, it's, it's good that the Packers are playing at home in primetime against a not good team it's a perfect way for them to bounce back show that they are still indeed a good team I think they it might be the Lions might keep it close very early on I think Packers have a small lead at halftime I think they take over in the second half and really explode first time there's a full stadium in Lambeau in two years it's going to be rocking it's going to be exciting and I think the Packers roll to a relatively easy win there all right Isaiah what do we want to talk about in the last 15 minutes yeah so Looking at these games we just talked about, what's a, what's a major storyline? We just talked about it. We just talked right. about it. We, we talked about the storylines for each game. Okay, right? we did. We did. Yeah. And then, all right, and we got our best bets out of the way. So let's talk about tonight. You don't think the Giants are going to win, and that's, that's fair. That's a fair take. I don't think they are either. But, Kenny, what do, you, what do you think here? Which Giant has more to prove? Danny Dimes or Saquon Barkley? Before I get to that, I just have to say... Let's go, Giants. Let's wake up and let's play some football tonight. You are playing up, up against Taylor Heineke, the little midget guy. He's probably like shorter than me and is going to be running around out there. Let's swarm him. Let's attack and let's play New York Giants football, some Joe Judge football. Not whatever we saw last week. Throw it in the garbage. That was terrible. There's a terrible way to open up the season. You open up the season with your home opener. Their fans have not been in the stadium for two years. You made all these off-season moves. Everyone is saying, who? What about the Giants this year? Or at least maybe if everyone wasn't saying it, the Giants fans were. The Giants fans are hopeful. We said, we got our boy Saquon back. We got Kenny Galladay. We got Kadarius Tony. Let's see what's going to happen. And then they just got crushed. I don't like it. 
you got to bounce back and have this game. We've got to play New York Giants football. Like I know that we could play. And to answer the question, Saquon has more to prove tonight. Sa- why? I'll tell you why. How many yards did he have last week? I think he had like 26, something yeah. like that. Unacceptable. 26. But it's only, it's only on like six carries, though. Then he's got they got to feed the guy. Yeah. Let's go. Saquon, let's go. He's a top five quarterback in the National Football League. You might say no. I say yes. He's a top five quarterback in the National Football League. Who? Wait, wait, wait. Saquon is. Running back. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a top five running back in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. He's got to play like it. 10 carries for 26 yards. Come on. I know he's coming off the injury. He had the whole offseason to recover. It's time to go now. Are you going to play or are you not going to play? Run hard and let's freaking go. (laughs) Daniel Jones doesn't have more to prove than Saquon tonight because Daniel Jones actually played better than he usually does last week. Which isn't that good. Right. He usually plays like the 23rd best quarterback in the league. This past week he played like the 18th best. It's a little improvement. Let's see how he does this week. Maybe he's trending in a positive direction. I don't know. He's got to step up too, but Saquon has to step up more. He's our, our, he's our guy. If he's not getting 100 yards a game and isn't making big plays, then there's no way we're going to do anything. I disagree with you. I think Daniel Jones has more to prove tonight. Because I I agree with you. I think Saquon Barkley is a top five running back in the league. And it's obviously hard to say, like, seeing that we didn't see him at all last year. And he only had six carries last week for 26 yards. But, there, I mean, there's no doubt he's a top running Ten back. Ten carries he, for 26 okay. yards. All right, 10 carries, whatever. There's no doubt he's a top running back in the league. And he's coming off an injury. It's going to be, it's only a matter of time before he bounces back. Daniel Jones is, is in year three now. He, and he hasn't shown that. He's really lived up to the hype of being that top ha- the top half of the first round draft pick, that next franchise quarterback. It's year three already. And sure, he had, what, 260 yards last week. They got off to such a slow start last. I think, I think most of those yards are probably in the second half. Broncos already have a pretty decent lead at that point. He needs to be the one to step up, go into primetime. I mean, he's the quarterback. He's the starter. There's no one else on the team that can, f- that can fill his spot. Saquon... His skill will come back. I mean, he he's already got it. So let me see Danny it. Dimes, he, so let me let me see it. He's already. We don't. There's no doubt he has it. Danny Dimes well, has to prove do that, it. Danny Dimes has to prove that he can be a starting quarterback for this franchise that's won two Super Bowls in our lifetime. Right, but we don't know if he's that guy. So he's got to prove it. He's got to prove that he's he can be that guy. It's year three already. They put so much trust in this guy, and we haven't we haven't seen anything. All right, but just we're in prime time tonight. It's week two. Perfect opportunity to get this season uh, to throw a bad week one out the window and get on the right track. He needs to be the guy to step up, build confidence in his team, and show that he can go and beat a division opponent on the road in prime time. Saquon has the skill already. We know that. I don't know if Daniel Jones does. He needs to prove that to me tonight. That's fair. <laughs> Thank That's you. fair. But we know that Saquon has that ability, but we have to see if he can still do it. He just there's, tore his ACL last there's year. There's no doubt he can still do it. I don't I don't yes, think he tore the so ACL. Quick. Look, I tore an ACL. It sucks. Trust Saquon's me. Saquon's been training. I um, I every know I'm not day. Saquon Barkley. I know I'm not Saquon Barkley, but 
An ACL is an ACL, no matter who you are, and it is not fun to recover from. I know people have done it. I know it, you know, like it's something that's done, and he's a professional athlete, and he's a monster, but let's still see that he's that same guy. Because if he isn't that same guy, then we are going nowhere. Nowhere. DJ, yes, of course, he has to prove himself. But about this whole three-year thing, everybody was down in the dumps on my boy. Not my boy. He's not my boy. <laughs> Everyone was down in the dumps on Josh Allen after his first two seasons. This is practically still only two seasons of DJ. Two seasons of one game. And then he had that awesome year. So let's just pump the brakes a little bit. Because now everybody is like loving Josh Allen. And Josh Allen's so awesome. And I said he was going to drop off this year. And he is. And he's already proved it so far. But, you know... I'm not saying that we could give him that much more time, but well, let's see how he does this year. My my whole point is that I hope that he does. He, I hope that he comes out and I hope he, that he finds Galladay and he finds Shepard and he finds Slayton and he finds Gadarius Tony and he finds Barkley in the flat and he runs without fumbling the ball. And I hope that he goes out there and he wins this must-win game. You got to win this game against your division opponents, especially when they were without their starting quarterback. You got to have this game. I think. My whole point is that Saquon is, or we already know how good he is. I think he has less to prove because of how good he is. I think he has less to prove coming off an injury than does Daniel Jones in year three. Because, like you said, Josh Allen had two bad years. Year three is when he took off. Now Daniel Jones has to prove that he can be that guy. Now that we're in year three, there's a lot more to prove there than Saquon showing that he can come off an injury and be a really good running back. Still, the last thing I want to say about this is. Saquon was the number two pick, right? And when he came out of college, everybody was saying, oh, this might be the, the greatest running back prospect of all time, right? Just like his pure athletic ability and his size and his moves and all that kind of stuff, right? He's had a really injury-stricken career so far. He has not been able to stay in that field and be productive. When he's been on the field, he's been healthy, especially his rookie year. He was awesome. But maybe he's still got to prove to me that he was worth that number two pick. Because right now, I'm not so sure if he's worth the number two pick. Because he's barely been on the field. ACL happens to anyone, though. Like, there's a but difference between injury ACL. rating versus... It's more than this ACL. That was, was a big like, one. Some hip and thigh problems like his uh, sophomore year. There were, there's been issues this whole time. It hasn't, like, it hasn't been smooth sailing with him with this team. So What pick was Daniel Jones? He was six. Or he was, he was he was very he was high. Four, he was higher than like that. He was higher than a lot of quarterback prospects that were assumed yeah, to be I mean, better than him. I would have so, loved to have Lamar Jackson instead. Exactly. But. So he's I think he's got a lot more to prove than than a running back with right. a couple more spots in front of him that we already know is really good. Nobody's ever really known if Daniel Jones is that good. So well, I think he has a lot to prove. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see tonight. Let's go Giants. Let's go. <laughs> Come on guys, you got it. All right. Couple more minutes left. Kenny, where are we taking it home with one more question, one more team to talk about? I'll pick I'll let this one be up to you. Got a couple more teams we can talk about. You wanna go Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Alright, so Isaiah, the question is, are the Ravens putting too much pressure on Lamar Jackson? I don't see the thing is I don't really they didn't really have an option. Like they could have, yes, they could have added a couple more pieces to the offensive line. They could have added one or two more good receivers. But the truth of the matter is, they had two really good running or two promising running backs that go out 
a couple days before the, the season starts. So they have running backs that were basically, like they have Latavius Murray, who they signed on Friday of last week. And then I think, I forget the other, Tyshawn Williams, I think was the other guy who's heard of him. So he's not getting much help in the running game. And the receivers around him are all right. I mean, Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown, they went out and got Sammy Watkins, who's, I mean, you could say that's a good pickup. He's never, he, Sammy Watkins really hasn't shown much in, ever since we've been doing this show, he hasn't really proven to me that he's that great of a receiver. So, and their offensive line, I I forget that they lost a really good offensive line in the offseason. So they're relying on some more younger guys to back him up. He was getting pressured a lot this past weekend by the Raiders defensive line. And he was taking hits too. I mean, he fumbled the ball three times and those are all on plays where he was either just, well, he was running around on all the plays, whether he was trying to make a gain out of it or just scrambling. He took some hard hits and fumbled the ball. So overall, I, I don't think, I think part of it is that they're, they didn't have a choice like in losing these running backs. That That's out of everyone's hands. But also Lamar is the MVP. He doesn't have the best receiving core around him. He doesn't have the best offensive line in front of him, but he was the MVP two years ago. And we both think of him as an elite quarterback. So I don't, I don't think there's too much pressure on him. There's, there's a good amount, but I don't, I don't think it's too much that he can't handle it. Coming off of the MVP season he had two years ago, I think he should be able to live up the, to the hype. And he went into a hostile Vegas environment, first home game in front of fans. They it was a close up. game. It, it, went, it went to overtime. It was, a, just an, ex, it was an awesome game. And he didn't end up getting the win against the Raiders team that I think is a dark horse. So I think they're still in for a pretty good season. I don't think he has too much pressure on him. Kenny, what do you think? Yeah, I don't think so either, Isaiah. I think of him as the second-best quarterback in the league. I don't That's know. too far. That's way too far. Okay. Well, <laughs> relax a little bit. That's what I think. You can think differently, but I think you wouldn't disagree that he's outside of the top five. So, he's a really good quarterback. I don't think you can put too much pressure on a really good quarterback. Your quarterback is the most important position. Those are the most valuable players on the field. Those are the ones that are running the offense and are making your team run and are being leaders and all that kind of stuff. And especially him, he really runs the offense because not only does he run the offense through the air, he also runs it through the ground because he, he literally is runs the offense. A runner. He runs the offense. If, like without him, that team doesn't do anything. So I don't think you you could put too much pressure on a guy like you said that was an MVP two seasons ago and as highly as I think of him and I'm sure you at least think of him highly enough to say that he you know doesn't have too much pressure on him yeah. so yeah I think he's um he's definitely got pressure. a lot on his back uh, he's in a tough situation where you know they lost Marcus Peters and he lost his running backs but. You know what? Maybe this isn't going to be their year. Their year because of those problems, but it doesn't matter. He's still got to buckle down. He's still got to be a leader. He's still got to go out there every Sunday and play the best that he can. And maybe something will happen, and maybe you know they'll be able to still do something this year. It's not impossible. He's that good of a player that he's a difference maker, and he definitely could um, still do a lot of good things this year. And you know they they could have very easily been coming off of that game one and zero and headed into this week and. Getting ready to host the Chiefs for you know a really big matchup. It's still going to be a very big matchup, but we'll see what's going to happen. It, it, it is. It's going to be hard to judge after the first two weeks. Too, he went and played. I think a pretty good Raiders team on the road, and like I said before, a lot of hype around it being the first home game. 
front of fans, prime time. I think the Raiders are pretty good. Now he has to go home and face the Chiefs once again in prime time. That, at least it's at home, but two really tough matchups to start the season before they finally go, get to go play in Detroit against the Lions and probably build up the stats, build up the confidence a little bit more there. So it's going to be hard to kind of have an answer to this, just like to how, he, how well he responds to the pressure, at least after this week. But yeah, I, I'm in agreement. I think he's a really good quarterback. I think I would I'd have to think about it a little bit. I would probably say he's a top five quarterback. So two tough match matchups to start the year. He lost some of his best players, but I think he can handle it. He's that good. All right, everybody. We are going to wrap up so that we could get back and watch the Giants and the Washington football team duke it out footballs. for Thursday night football. Yeah, the footballs. The footballs playing Thursday night football. We hope you guys all enjoyed our show. Thank you very much for tuning in. And we will be back this time next week. Thank you, guys. Good night. Enjoy the week of football.